Hello, Otsego Knights community, and welcome to the Roundtable Podcast. We are your hosts, Michael Lobringer, Luke Barber, and Eddie Wilson. And today we are sitting down with Jen Mag, the athletic trainer of Otsego High School. Hey, Jen, how, how's it going? It's going great. I'm so excited to be here and uh, finally get to be a part of this and figure this all out and see what you guys all do behind the scenes. And uh, this is a great way for me to help celebrate uh, National Athletic Training Month. Oh, wow. Uh, with you all, so and we'll hopefully educate everyone about some athletic training. Uh, it's, I'm really excited to get going here. And to start, <laughs> to start it off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, let's see. I was born and raised in Finley, Ohio, and uh, I went to BGSU, um, Bachelor of Science in Education, uh, my major was sports management with uh, emphasis on athletic training. I got a minor in athletic coaching just because it was one extra class to take. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband, uh, Scott, and I have a daughter, Autumn, who is in seventh grade here at Otsego uh, Junior High. And um, this is my 25th year here at Otsego. Oh, wow. So as the athletic trainer. <laughs> so, like, we do know that you had a past with, like, the Olympics can you tell us exactly what happened while you were a trainer during that? Um, so in 2002, I was a host athletic trainer uh, at the Salt Lake City Winter Olympic Games. And I worked with short track speed skating and figure skating specifically. Um, I was there for, I think it was around two weeks maybe, and um, it was all volunteer. Nothing was paid for. Um, I had applied when they first announced that it was going to be in Salt Lake City, I immediately kept checking the websites and seeing, you know, if I could apply. And as soon as something went up, I applied. And come to find out later on, I found out that I was actually the first athletic trainer to apply hmm. <laughs> as a host athletic trainer there. Um, but, yeah, I, I got to work, like, kind of behind the scenes. It wasn't anything with, like, the live events. It was mostly the practices and things like that. So Gotcha. So what exactly brought you to at Seago? Um, well, (laughs) let's see. So going way back, um, I worked, actually I should go even farther back is when I was at Bowling Green State University, um, studying to be an athletic trainer. Um, part of our, our studies were that you had to get 1500 volunteer hours. And in those hours, um, I came to Otsego right after, uh, the volleyball team won state, uh, volleyball champs in 1992. So I came here during the middle of the winter season in 92, 93, and was here for about a year and a half as a student athletic trainer from BGSU. Um, so getting my feet wet, I'd never heard of Otsego before, you know, even from being from Finley, never heard of it. Um, I left here and I thought to myself, yeah, that might be too small of a school for me to ever work at, you know, Mm -hmm. in the future. Um, Later on, after I graduated from BG, I got a job uh, at a at St. Luke's Hospital, and it kind of was like about a year and a half of waiting for a school to come open for a contract. And my boss came to me, and she's like, so we have a school for you. You're the next in line to get a school. And essentially, then when she said Otsego High School, <laughs> I think my mouth kind of dropped to the floor, and I was like... <laughs> Okay, here we go. <laughs> so, here we go. but honestly, um, from that point forward, it's been awesome. I mean, 
literally from being a student athletic trainer here to being an actual athletic trainer here, it's night and day, and I love it. I love this school system. I love this community. Um, yeah, so I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. We love having you here. Thank you. It's great that you gave a little school a chance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, it's way different from well, – I went to Finley High School, so it was <laughs> much bigger than this. I yeah. mean, my graduating class had over 540 kids in it. Oh, wow. So for you guys to have such small graduating classes, that was like a shock to me. But it's nice because then I get to know a lot of people mm-hmm. and, and get you know close with a lot of people. So so how did you become an athletic director? Uh, trainer. Trainer, my bad. Um, how did I become one? So, um, when I was in high school, I was a multi-sport athlete myself. And, uh, during soccer season, I injured my foot. Uh, I had arch pain and I didn't even know an athlete. I didn't know what an athletic trainer was essentially until that point in time. And, um, so I worked with her and then started to realize, oh my gosh, there's a job out there that you can work with sports and work with medical stuff. And I was like, this is, like, me for sure. Um, that was, like, the end-all, be-all answer for me then at that point. So I went through an uh, undergrad program at BGSU, um, finished that. Uh, I went through a national certification test, which was, back when I took it, I'm not sure what it is now because that was quite a while ago when I took mm. it. But it was a three-part test, um, and I had to do, like, an oral part of it. So you actually had to get up and, like, do stuff in front of people and get graded on that. There was a multiple choice, and then there was, like, um, you pick an answer, and you, and it tells you to go to the next answer. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how to explain that. Like, best choice answer? It's kind of a like best that. choice, but then it takes you further. So it's like um, someone sprains their ankle, what do you do next? And then if you, you have, you have like three choices to pick from, you pick a choice. And if you're wrong, then you're done with that question. But if you're right, it keeps going until you get to the end point. Gotcha. So I I can't honestly remember what that part's called, but, um, yeah. So that's the three parts of it, but I passed it on the first time. Uh, and then after that, uh, I had to get my state licensure and, um, since then, it's just maintaining, continuing ed units every year. So, what do you do as an athletic trainer? Whew, oh, what do I don't do as an athletic trainer? <laughs> you name it, I'm probably doing it. Um, gosh, uh, that is very big. I like to. I guess the phrase that is always used is, you know, you're the jack of all trades, master of none. Um, that's always been what's told us. Although I feel like now it's to the point where you're jack of all trades, master of some. Um, so, you know, for me, it's, you know, treatment, prevention, um, rehab, uh, paperwork, documentation, inventory, um, going over emergency action plans with, uh, coaches and staff, um, all kinds of things. I mean, there's, there's no end to what equipment fixing, you know, whatever, counseling, it's what I, whatever, whatever gets thrown in front of me is what I'm usually doing. So, <laughs> sounds like you have a lot on your hands. <laughs> yes, yes, there is a lot. So, kind of backtracking to like sports, uh, what is the most common injury that you treat? Um, common injuries that we see as athletic trainers tend to be like your ankle sprains, overuse-type injuries such as uh, patellar tendonitis or your quote-unquote shin splints. Um, we'll see a lot of those just because, 
you know, you have developing athletes, you know, developing wise, body wise. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of factors that are going into it. There's, you know, too much training too soon, um, just not being stable and and have strength in certain joints. So, so what are some health recommendations for athletes? Ooh, um, expect from your body what you would give and do for your body. So, and when I say that, I mean, um, you know, like getting good amounts of sleep, doing well with your nutrition, drinking lots of fluids, um, eating properly, stretching, things like that. So you have to treat your body how you want it to be able to perform. So if you're eating junk food and drinking energy drinks or whatnot, you're going to get what you're putting in. So if you're putting in that low-grade gasoline, you're going to get low-grade performance. Mm-hmm. If you treat your body like it's, you know, Formula One car, you're going to start getting better performance. So, Gotcha. I do think stretching is extremely important, and I feel like sometimes people don't take as much care of their body with stretching as they need to. Yeah. I oh, feel for like, sure. I feel like I used to have problems with that, and then once I actually started stretching more often, I felt like I was tight much less yeah yeah and that's the thing is you know proper warm-up is important proper cool down is important um just staying away from the quick fixes i see a lot of kids these days that they want to get stronger faster and they don't want to so much as do the work but they want to you know be able to take do the drink or pop the pill or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that might help them get to that point but in reality, it's always been and always will be is that you have to do the work. Yeah, when I like like did stuff in my body and like when I tore my ligament in my shoulder, uh, uh, I didn't know that my body was that uh, like fragile. Yeah, fragile. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I'm not careful and I forget about that stuff, and uh, that's 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 how it happened. Uh, like with my. Uh, knee and that stuff i didn't i wasn't careful yeah yeah and that's a lot of it is just thinking ahead before you're doing stuff and just making sure all is all good and taken care of so kind of talking about injuries even more um what sports would you say cause the most injuries Oh, in my experience, it's been football. Um, Just because, you know, you think of like you've got higher number of athletes, you've got a higher level of um, collision type things going on. Um, Everything is a little bit and a higher level than most other Mm -hmm. things. So um, that would probably be, you know, the highest, I guess, with the most injuries. Now, the least injuries would be golf. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that makes sense. I've only seen a couple, but yeah. So, <laughs> so and I play golf, and the only injuries I get is blisters on my hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like me accidentally hitting myself with a club. <laughs> <laughs> um, back with injuries when I was tamping the mound, and the tamp went through my ear. <laughs> I just like to stress how much like. You kind of helped me in the moment, like, big right. time, because I was like, uh, I don't have any material. I don't have anything. I have this tiny little napkin that my mom gave me. <laughs> and so when you came over and gave me some ice and a towel to hold on my ear, because it was, it was bleeding pretty bad, um, that, that was just thankful yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. And that's the thing is you don't ever know, like, what's going to get thrown at you uh, on any given day. 
whether it be athletic, non-athletic, you know, injuries. Uh, I just never know. And in my case, it was a metal tamp, so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I could definitely see football coming because that is a pretty intense sport at times. I could definitely see there being a lot of injuries through that. Yeah. And and it's really, it's true. I mean, there's just an extreme amount of numbers on their their roster. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you look at it that way, too, that's going to be essentially how it all equals out. So what would you say is one of your favorite memories you've had here at Otsego? Whew. I mean, there are so many good memories, favorite memories. Um, personally, my favorite memory is when my husband proposed to me in the middle of a football, on the football field, 50-yard line before uh, the Otsego-Perrysburg football game. Uh, it was the first time we were playing Perrysburg. Uh and we're playing them at home, and we and we did win the game. <laughs> but that that one hits home. Um, you know, I, I mean, I spent a lot of time here, so um, it was just nice that he went to a lot of planning and trouble to get off. I mean, he had news crews there, so I, you know, I have oh my, my own proposal. Is you know, hmm. wedding, engagement proposal is is literally right there, recorded for me to see and watch whenever I want to. Um, it was very hard to focus that game <laughs> because oh, I kept sure. looking at my ring and how sparkly it was <laughs> and stuff. So um, that's probably one of the top ones. But as far as, like, even, like, another awesome memory that I have, and this was long before you guys even, um, I when I was going to the Olympics, um, it was all volunteer, so I had to pay for everything. I had to take my own vacation time. Um, and this community was spectacular. Um, I had students uh, collecting change during lunch from leftover lunch money uh, uh, that was given to me. I had uh, people donating their 50-50 winnings uh, to me um, at basketball games. And, um, yeah, it just really, like, hit me, like, at that point in time. I mean, 2002, that was quite a while ago. I mean, I had only been here, like, five years at that point. And then things, something like that happens, and you just think, like, this community is something else. Like, there's none other like this place. So, and just knowing that you ha- I had the support of everyone um, to see me through, that was huge. And then even further on, that, that summer, I actually uh, finally got into the um, United States Olympic Committee Sports Medicine Program. So I spent two uh, two weeks out in Colorado Springs at the training center out there working with athletes, and that was a very uh, immense, like time consuming program. Like we were in it, so I mean, you were living with the athletes, amongst them, eating with them, you know, watching them do their training, you know, taking care of them. It was pretty intense. So, yeah, so going, but yeah. So going back with the Perrysburg thing, my opinion. I think we should have more people to play like, instead of our peop- no, the teams in our division. I think we should play people out of our like teams out of our division, so we have like more experience and more uh, more like knowledge on teams that we don't know because that might be better to make make Otsego's uh, team football team better. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think as far as our schedule goes, we usually do at the beginning play teams that are in our conference per se. And uh, some of them are, you know, like above, like division wise, um, out of our division. So, 
Um, I think that uh, that's all set up through the athletic department, obviously, and the athletic director. But, uh, yeah, they usually take care of things like that, getting us so we can get some solid schedules. And even with our scrimmages, they have a scrimmaging teams that aren't necessarily in our division either. So, And what are some challenges that you have as a athletic trainer? Oh, challenges. So many challenges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, the biggest is the whole work-life balance. That is <laughs> probably my biggest challenge for me um, is to know when work stops and when the other part of my personal life begins <laughs> because there really isn't, it's all gray area. Gotcha. Um, I mean, I am constantly, you know, people are like, Oh, what hours do you work? <laughs> and it's really, I can tell you physically when I'm here at the school, but outside of those physical hours that I'm here, I, I am constantly working. Like I'm getting text messages, emails from parents, from coaches, um, I'm talking with doctors, you know, um, about athletes and, and getting people scheduled for appointments. Um, so it, it really, <laughs> that is really hard for me to like be able to take some time for myself. I'm trying my best. I'm trying to do better, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, that's, that is a huge challenge for me. Um, and the other one is really never knowing like when I'm working essentially. So, um, there could be reschedules of games. Coming spring season, mm-hmm. we're going to get lots of reschedules, and that always happens. Yeah, you always. Know, in Northwest Ohio, here we come. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's kind of a uh, – that's hard because it's hard to be able to plan personal stuff in mm-hmm. that sense too. So there's a lot of give and take with that. And, you know, my family has been really awesome, uh, you know, knowing, you know, my busy times and my not busy times and and, and how it kind of works with me. So picking up the slack at home. Um, not knowing what I'm going to encounter every day, that's a huge challenge. I mean, I can come in and be like, I got to get this done and this done and get nothing done <laughs> because something has happened, an injury has happened, or a student needs to talk to me about something um, or something else has come up that I have to take care of. Um, and it always works out that way. So my days are never boring <laughs> and they're never the same. <laughs> um, and I think... Probably besides that, the other challenge I have is is that is actually getting athletes to help themselves, mm-hmm. which in turn helps me help them. Um, you know, when I go over like a, a home exercise program with an athlete, like I'm expecting them to do that at home, mm-hmm. so that way we can have some gains and, and get them back out onto the field or court or you know wherever as soon as as possible. Um, but that's a huge challenge because I guess really I can't control that and I'm a bit of a control freak. So mm. <laughs> um, that is a big challenge for me because I want to be able to control that stuff and I want to be able to, you know, get kids and athletes back out there as soon as I can get them out there healthy. So, mm. so even, yeah. even when I tore my labrum, well, partially torn. Um, and then you mentioned some like stretches that, you wanted me to do to try to help maybe re-strengthen it or repair it a little bit more. And I just didn't do them at home as much as I should have. So it was a <laughs> really slow healing process that I'm still partially recovering yeah. from. So. And I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. Don't tell anyone. Okay. But I always tell people to do it more 
times a day than they should because I know that they're really going to do it less. So oh, that's my secret. Don't gotcha. tell anyone, though. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> listeners, don't tell anyone. Yeah, don't tell anyone. <laughs> don't, don't tell anyone. Yeah. So closing out, what knowledge would you like to give to the listeners or athletes out in the world? Um, I think just know your own body. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Um, I can tell you, you know, to do something – and if you're having pain with that, you, you've got to know and you've got to be a, a, an advocate for yourself, essentially. Uh, you know, if you don't feel like something's right, you've got to stop and say something. Because if you continue on, you can make things worse. Um, and, you know, no one wants to see things like that happen. So I think just be your own advocate uh, for yourself. Um, treat your body the way you want it to perform. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just... I think that's probably the best thing I could ever say is to be your own advocate. I mean, essentially, I mean, I'm here to help. I'm not here to hold people out. I don't like people sitting on the bench or standing on the sideline next to me. That's not my job. I I don't like that, (laughs) that, you know, so I'd rather see people out doing what they love and, and I want to help them get there. And that's the biggest thing. And so if you don't see me out on the field doing stuff, that means everything is good. I don't like it when people see me doing my job because that's a bad thing. <laughs> so, yeah. so probably the only person when you see me working, it's not a good thing to see me working. So, yeah. Keep yourself healthy, people. Yeah, well, for sure. Jen, thank you for coming out and sitting down for this interview today. I really wish you enjoy your career here at Seiko and have a good rest of your day thank you I'm an avid listener so I'm super excited that I got to do this with you guys it's been an awesome experience so thank thank you you so much thank you for tuning in to the roundtable podcast special thanks go out to our digital producer Owen Henderson our technology director Mr. Swartz and our advisor Miss Krupp contact us at podcast at otsegonights.org if you have any questions or suggestions about our show. You can follow us on our social media. Our Twitter handle is OHS underscore roundtable. And our Instagram is the same thing, but undercase. You can subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Tell us how we're doing. And recommend this podcast to family and friends.